This is Ken Ferry with this week's Boots in the Field report. More rain, in some cases snow, have kept us on the sideline another week. We're starting to deal with a lot of questions about the potential of late planting. So today I want to discuss when do we start adjusting our hybrid maturities or CRMs, the comparative relative maturities, to this delayed planting. On this topic, there's a lot to consider, and there's no way I can make this a short podcast. So hit pause, get a cup of coffee or your favorite adult beverage, preferably one that uses corn syrup, and find a comfortable chair, and we'll work our way through this. Growers are calling in and asking, when do we switch to earlier day corn? First off, realizing what is early and what is late depends on where you farm. Here in central Illinois, we might consider 105-day corn to be an early, while central Iowa may call 102-day corn early. While northern Wisconsin and farmers north of the border may call an 85-day corn an early corn. One other thing to consider is a 110-day hybrid in one company may not line up exactly with a 110-day hybrid from a different company. This would be especially true if they were not grown in the same zone. I'm going to focus on central Illinois in my examples, but the same train of thought works across all the growing zones. As CropTech customers, you know we talk about mitigating risk by using diversity in your hybrid lineup. Meaning, we like you to plant some early, some mid, and some full season corn. We recommend planting your early corn early and your later corn last. So we do not have all the corn at the exact same growth stage. So we can mitigate some risk, especially during pollination. Having a spread in your GDUs to silking is more important today because of how fast you guys can plant this crop. Catching a 103 degree heat during the week of pollination can be a yield killer. As we sit on the sideline waiting for things to dry out, we start to ponder how late can we go with the hybrid portfolio we have in the shed. The Midwest and Northern corn growers are worried about that first killing freeze and time that you have to get your fall work done. Southern growers are worried about excessive heat during grain fill and harvesting weather delays such as hurricanes. Most farmers realize it and we see it in our plots as well that the fuller season corns tend to be the higher yielders within your zone. This being true mainly due to more starts accumulation on what we'd call a normal year. But when we have an abnormal years, it's anyone's guess what the best maturities will be. Therefore, we suggest a mix of early, mid, and full hybrids to mitigate that risk. Each operation is different in how they allocate the mix across maturities. Some growers are after early feed or the early market where things other than yield drive their choice. 
Some growers take large quantities of corn to town and drying cost is a big concern, keeping them a little lighter on their full season acres. Some growers have the handling and drying cost under control and shoot for maximum yield by pushing more acres into full season corn. In case you're wondering, Homer, this is usually your group. As we've discussed the delayed planting, we need to think this thing all the way through to the end game. Hybrid changes will cause other issues your team will have to deal with. If plans get changed, everyone needs to get the memo. If we switch to a non-GMO at the last minute, the pest team and the applicators need to know this so we don't end up with some dead corn. Late planting changes the game for the pest team in managing weeds and insects and disease, as well as the harvest team and what to expect at the other end of the harvest. Most of these issues we will cover as the year plays out, but I want you to be aware management as usual will have to change as we handle this situation. The good news is if you're prepared, there'll be less surprises and we make good decisions. Now, let's go back to the issue of when do we change out of our full season corns. With most of you having a mix of corn maturities to diversify risk, we're not talking about a complete lineup change. In most cases, we're talking of only about the full season corn in your lineup. Now, corn truly does adjust to its growing season. What we call an early corn here in central Illinois, 102-103 day corn, may yield 220 to 250. While an early corn in southern Minnesota, which is only a 96 to 100 day corn, may yield 220 to 240. No matter what the zone you farm in, the highest yields typically come from the full season corn. As I look at some of the plot data that Eli has shared with me from our 2017-2018 hybrid plots, this holds true. Our 102 to 105 day corns average 250 bushel. Our 110s to 112s were at the 270 mark. Our 115-116 day hybrids were 280 bushel. Now I'm talking about hybrid plot yields, not you know field averages. We will use these numbers as we work through some examples as we talk about a plan to deal with delayed planting. So the spread between our full season and our early season corn is about 30 bushel, going from 250 bushel corn to 280. The question is, how much do full season hybrids pull back when they're planted late? If you look at different studies that have been done out there in this area, it varies some. From what I've seen in our plots, as well as others, I would say full season corn gives up about 1.6 bushel per day after the optimum planting date. While mid season corn gives up about 1.3 bushel and your shorter season corns give up about a bushel. So here at Hayworth, let's use April 21st as our optimum planting date and the clock starts to tick down when we go past that date. Meaning by May 1st, 10 days past the optimum, we've already given up 16 bushel on a full season corn. 
Well, for this to be true, the growing season's temperatures would have to be average. So well, what is average? I'm using the average of a 30-year weather history. And planting conditions would have had to have been perfect on April 21st. If you worked the field wet, put in a compaction layer, then mudded the corn in to achieve a shoddy stand, you may have given up 60 bushel out of the gate. Your 280 bushel corn is now 220. You could have waited 20 days to plant your full season corn and only given up 32 bushel. This is one reason why we plant corn by soil conditions, not by the calendar. Remember in 2017, we showed you in plots, we had corn planted May 28th going over 300 bushel because of an abnormal warm September, October. With that said, we do have to be conscious of the end game. With full season corn, making it before frost and all the other fall duties that you have to get done. Now corn has an internal clock that lets you plant late and the corn plant will start to make adjustments, meaning it knows what time of year it is and it will start to make adjustments to its reproductive schedule. Most research indicates corn plants can reduce their GDUs to black layer by six to seven GDUs per day that they are planted or they're behind. So a 110 day hybrid that would black layer at 2,640 GDUs, if it's planted 30 days late, it would reduce the GDUs to black layer by about 210 and finish around 2,540 GDUs. In essence, your 110-day corn will become 102-day corn. This, of course, comes at the cost of 1.3 bushel per day or a 39 bushel loss if you're planting it 30 days late. 115-day corn will finish like 107-day, but giving up 1.6 bushel per day or 48 bushel loss in that 30-day period that you were delayed. Now, if we switch to 102-day corn and plant it late, it will adjust as well to finish like a 97-day corn and be giving up about one bushel per day in that 30-day um, window or 30 bushel. So we do lose less per day in our shorter season corns, but we started with less potential. If 115-day corn would yield 280, 280 bushel planted April 21st and we gave up 48 bushel being 30 days late, we're still going to yield 232 bushel. If we switch to 102-day hybrid and plant it 30 days late, it'll give up 30 bushel, putting the final yield with then at 220. So switching to a short season corn lost us 12 bushel if the weather is average the rest of the growing season. Remember, average is a 30-year average. But if we were to repeat 2017 and have a strong finish in September, October, we literally could give up 60 bushel. 
by switching to an earlier hybrid. When it comes to making changes in your hybrid CRMs or your relative maturity due to late planting, it should be focused on more than just yield because most likely moving to a shorter day corn will reduce yield. Things like, you know, what is the length of your growing season, depending on where you farm? Now, some of you guys are pushing corn maturities for your area on a normal year. You're kind of crossing your fingers and hoping that everything goes right and you make it before a freeze. Now, yes, Homer, I'm, I'm talking to you. But here at Hayworth, the average first freeze, using again a 30-year weather average, is October 8th according to the Midwest Regional Climate Center. Using a 30-year average, if we planted on May 21st, we would have 2,796 GDUs before the first average freeze. A 115-day hybrid needs 2,763 GDUs to get to black layer, which would be a pretty tight finish. But if we plan a 115-day hybrid on May 21st, it would make the adjustments and finish like a 107-day hybrid in 2,580 GDUs instead of the 2,763 GDUs. So we would beat the average first freeze date by 216 GDUs, meaning that we would finish around September 21st, two weeks before that October freeze date. Planning a 115-day hybrid on June 1st, we're going to finish on the average freeze date. Now we're talking about averages. We know what it takes to make an average, right? Usually a lot of extremes. If we planted a 115-day hybrid on May 21st in 2018, we would have finished September 8th, well ahead of a freeze threat. But if we planted the same 115-day hybrid on May 21st in 2009, you guys remember that fall, right? 2009, you wouldn't reach black layer until November 11th. In other words, you wouldn't make it. Getting a freeze at 50% milk line would reduce that yield by at least 10 to 15%, and we know what that does to grain quality. So here in Central Illinois, I would not think about changing hybrids until after the 20th of May. At that point, I would take a close look at how your system is set up to handle wet corn. Does all your corn go to town? If so, how well does the elevator handle wet corn? Now, I'm not talking about handling wet corn from a few customers. I'm talking about all their customers bringing them wet corn. To me, it's amazing how some of these elevators gobble up wet corn. Others, not so much. Now, the growers up north deal with wet corn every year and don't see handling wet corn as a big deal. But here in central Illinois, many of you like taking dry corn from the field to the elevator. Others like to fill a bin and put air on it or put it in a bag and dry it later. And that works at 21% moisture or less, but not so good at 28% or higher. When corn reaches black layer, it's around 30-32% moisture. 
it typically takes about 25 to 30 GDUs to lower that moisture one point. Many growers don't like to start until moisture levels are below 20%. Now, using the 30-year average, 115-day corn planted May 21st will reach black layer September 21st and would reach that 18-9% moisture around October 26th, meaning that on average this harvest will be done in November. If we repeat 2018, it would be below 20% by October 2nd. But if we repeat 2009 and have a cold year, corn wouldn't reach black layer until November 11th. And it would still be 29% moisture on December 31st if it didn't die prematurely from a freeze. Corn that doesn't make black layer before the freeze will suffer yield loss from not finishing and it won't dry down in the field very well, especially in December. If your current hybrid selection have your grain harvesting and handling facilities maxed out in a normal year and you're normally fighting a prolonged harvest with down corn, leaving you no time to be timely with your fall work, start making changes to your system now. Remember, adding a combine doesn't make corn drier. If your harvesting capability is 160 acres a day, but you can only process 80 acres a day, your capacity is 80 acres a day. Another thought is the question has come in about bumping populations. I would not bump up my planting populations for late planted corn. Usually the soil is warmer, and we get a little bit better emergence with uh, later planting. So your ear count will probably come up by itself. Later planted corn will get six inches to a foot taller than usual, putting the ear higher, taller corn, and higher populations put pressure on standability. If you change hybrids, be sure to use the recommended populations for that hybrid, depending on whether it's a fixed or a flexed ear type. With later planted corn, we'll have to deal with other issues on the insect front. But we'll cover them later, this podcast getting long enough. So to review, stay the course. Let your hybrids make the adjustment for you. If you feel your operation is underpowered for a late wet corn harvest, you may want to make some adjustments after the 20th of May to your full season corns. Seed availability may get tricky, but try to stay with the hybrids that you have experience with. If your operation uh, is dialed in to handle wet corn harvest, I would stick with the plan till May 30th and then start pulling out of your full season corn. On the back side of this weather event, let's pay attention to the small amount of corn and beans that did get planted. They might need some help getting out of the ground. So as we say, ho before you know. When we do come out of this wet spell, my suggestion is to be ready to put some beans in the ground. As we talked in the winter meetings, plant your early beans first, your late beans last. I would be ready to push conditions on planting beans. Yes, uh, you heard it right. You heard Ferry telling you to push conditions on bean planting. I would rather you push conditions with the beans a few days 
and move to corn when things improve. Now, some of you are set up to plant beans and corn at the same time with separate planters. If possible, I would put them both on beans for a few days and then move to corn as soon as conditions warrant. We can get away with tougher conditions on beans, but if you mud corn in, it's going to bite you all the way through. Here at CropTech, the crews are hammering away at the spring testing. Katie says her crew needs four days of dry weather to wrap up the spring testing and then they can move on to the summer testing. So if you haven't turned in your summer testing needs, let's get that done now. No sign yet of the beans we planted here at the office for the uh, corn bean college, but the ones we planted in the greenhouse, now they're rocking on. Anyone can do this farming gig when things go perfect. It's the true professionals that step up to the plate when things get tough. So don't let coffee shop drama and stress lead you to make bad decisions. Rely on your years of training, make a plan, and work that plan. We will get our day in the sun. This crop will go in. To stay up to date, check out our website at croptechinc.com and subscribe to our podcast, Boots in the Field Report. Keep her safe, keep her moving.